Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, "15 minutes could save you 15% or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And The hey now Howard podcast, first and only podcast dedicated to the motherfucking king of all media, Howard Stern and all things Howard Stern show. I'm Daniel Korn and my name is Tyler Cortad and today we're going to be talking about dun 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 Marcy Turk. This is me. Buddy, uh, it's another episode. We like we started to do this thing. Where we kind of like to single out a single person from the show, uh, whether it be Robin, Fred, sometimes Artie, or even former staff members, and it just kind of makes it easier to kind of, I don't know, collect our thoughts about how Howard view them, how we view them as an audience. Uh, I just think it's kind of interesting, kind of doing these little short form episodes. Uh, but today is an interesting one because we're talking about somebody who is very rarely talked about on the show, almost. You would say that there's a ban on talking about this person on the show, and that is Marcy Turk, Sirius XM's COO of the Howard Stern Show. Now, I admittedly don't know much about this. If you go into Reddit, you can find a whole bunch of shit about Marcy Turk. Um, I, I haven't looked at it as much as Daniel has, but uh, yeah. So this is going to be me mainly asking Daniel questions about this woman, uh, what her role is, uh, and what people think her role is, because as far as the show is concerned, and what Howard conveys to us is nothing we know nothing about her so we are only left to do our own research uh and hear what other former staff of her, staff members have said about her so uh, i'll kind of open up to dan to kind of give a brief little overview about who she is what she's doing for the show and and uh, how she got there all right i'm deep in the weeds and oh my trolls. god you should see his notes right now we <laughs> i looked at it, he looks like a serial killer he's got like just notes scattered all up throughout the table piecing together i'm sure he's surprised he doesn't have a, a clip you know with the uh, darts all up on the board Yeah, it's like I'm trying to put together the JFK assassination. <laughs> My own research here. Yeah, it's good. The scared. reason I say that is because there's so little information involved with such an influential character on the show. And it's interesting that the Howard Stern show is about honesty. It's one of the first shows that brought the back office staff into the show. Right. Talks about, I mean, beyond Robin, Fred, and Gary. I mean, we could go on forever. Sal, um, Richard, all these staff members that, yeah, they do their job, but also Monday comes around, hey, what'd you do this weekend? Or, you know, tell us about the Tinder date you went on for Steve Brandano. Right. You know, we're part of their lives and with the whack pack. And there's so many characters you could call them. Yeah, nobody's off relevant. limits. There's exactly. been nobody off limits. You know, his parents, wives, he used to know. have his mom call in and ask about like anal with his, her dad. Right. His dad. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's nothing off limits on this show. At sure. least, supposedly. I mean, Sal's wife had a fucking affair, emotional affair. And they like, that was a whole bit on the show for weeks. Right. You know what I mean? That's like somebody's wife. So, yeah, there's been really nothing that's been off limits. Um, You know, to our eyes, at least, and ears uh, from the show until now. Till Marcy. Till Marcy came around. So Marcy's kind of like the, uh, she's very like, if you look in Reddit, she's like the Antichrist. And she's, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, don't, she's pretty much zoomed in. <laughs> I'm terrified of every Reddit user that, yeah. that posts as much as them. <laughs> and if you don't know, um, you probably know what Reddit is, but we refer to it often on the show because it's kind of become the hub of people talking bluntly about the show, people talking about how the show is not as good as it used to be and what they want the show to become and always posting clips about 
It's pretty much like a lot of hate on there. <laughs> pretty um, much all, 99% hate. Uh, but yet you can still tell that these people listen to every episode because all they talk about is how they hate the show, but yet they know all these details yeah, of every show that still airs. <laughs> it's pretty pathetic. Their usernames would be like, you know, uh, Jojo Delabot, you know, like they're yeah, just like Joey Boots, Joey 69. Boots, six, yeah, exactly. Like there's always like say, oh, they're obsessed with the show, but they're obsessed with hating on the show. Yeah, and that's kind of an interesting topic. Do you think that the Stern Show is kind of something that the fans want? Everyone has a different idea of what they want the show to be, or they want the show to be their favorite era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. people are very seem to be very passionate about you know what era they think is the best, or with that, the, how how they think the Howard Stern show should be in their eyes. And if it doesn't meet, meet that potential, it seems like Howard said it a couple weeks ago. He's like, I have the worst fans. Mm-hmm. He's like, I have the worst. And he does in a way because they're so quick to, you know, if it's not the show that they see in their eyes or the show that they heard in 1994, Howard's a sellout. Howard's a Hollywood. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's the worst. You know, this show's a piece of shit. Uh, and so they're very passionate about that. I don't share that viewpoint. But if you look on Reddit and all these things that they're saying, there seems to be uh, a point in time where things shifted, and it's obviously when it came to serious. And Howard talks about why he's transformed and how he's done it. But there's a you know uh, an ulterior motive that the Reddit users seem to think that shift happened, mm-hmm. and that reason is Marcy Turk. Yeah. Well, just to clarify, it was a bit after he came to Sirius because if you right. remember when he first came to Sirius, then it was that was probably the raunchiest the show has ever been. Right. That first couple because, of years. Yeah. yeah. Artie was still on. Yeah, they're constantly bringing strippers on and still doing the, right. the Sibian and all this stuff. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, Sibian. Yeah. Um, we should get all that poison like out. I'm <laughs> That's the grossest clip in that whole dude. Raven or something. <laughs> uh, but, and, but then, and, and Howard said this before, you can only throw so much bologna on strippers' asses before you got to start yeah, to expand told. a little bit. Right. And Howard's getting fun older. For him whenever he wasn't allowed to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point, too. Now that he's able to do these things, it's not that shock value anymore. Right. Now it's just kind of, especially when they first went to Sirius, there wasn't as much uncensored content as there is now. Now with YouTube and social media, every podcast is uncensored and you can find whatever you want. But that was really kind of a game changer, especially with his fans that have listened forever of, oh, wouldn't the show be great if we could really hear it uncensored? Sure. I mean, there was Howard TV, but even that I think was like curated to like our episodes. It wasn't the entire show. Right. Exactly. So Marcy Turk comes in. She's the COO. When was that? uh, 2012. Okay. So I think he went to Sirius, what, 2002? No, 2005. Okay, 2005. So, again, he kind of, and this was after Artie era and all that. So it kind of started to take a little bit of a shift Mm -hmm. more towards the long-form interviews, more towards getting guests that he wouldn't have been able to get previously. And all all things point to Marcy being a huge influence in that. Hmm. In what way, though? Like, I mean, because she came in as the COO of the show immediately? No. So to give you a little bit of background, so their main connection, there's this book called Getting Things Done. Um, basically, it's a book about organizing your life, organizing your personal life, your work life, your thoughts, being more efficient, which Howard is a big fan you of. You read it, right? Yeah, yeah. I've read this book. And I didn't like join a cult after I read <laughs> it. It's just clear that. It's, it's just, just a just regular a book. book. Yeah, yeah, just a, a book. book. Any, yeah, okay. But it has a popular, so they'll have conventions and... Um, the author, uh, let me find it here. Uh, the author basically has coach, uh, David Allen is the name of the author. Oh, okay. And so he sets up conventions and he has people that work for him basically as advisors that help organize these companies and bring that kind of GM mentality of basically auditing the workflow and how do we make this more efficient? You know, I've noticed this, this, and this inefficiencies that we need to change. Right. So I think this was, and Howard's always talks about he, even though the show's kind of chaotic, he's not. Right. And so I think he kind of appreciates the uh, Richard pissing his pants at a concert or right. you know, whatever Tinder dates the staff went on that weekend, but he knows that's not him. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is all an effort of him wanting to mold the show back into kind of his style of very organized, knows what he wants to say. Whereas before it was getting a little bit chaotic. Yeah. And I think he always also wanted like a GM figure that will fire somebody. 
where so he wouldn't before, have to do it pretty much exactly. Yeah. Whereas I think there was so many that we've seen it with Benji throughout the years and. Um, multiple other staffers that have kind of like Sal was called jerking off in the bathroom and still kept his job. Like there was <laughs> some really controversial right. yeah. 99% of people would have got fired for. Right. And I think now he has that figure of, Hey, go talk to Marcy. That's not in my hands. I'm just the host of the show. Interesting. Do you think that the staff use that as kind of like a cop out? Like what the fuck, man? Like we were working for you, not for the, like not for this company or not for the, yeah. Or exactly. So interesting. Okay. Oh, sorry, go on. No, no, no. I, I just was saying the counter to that, or is it, is this how it should have been run in the first place? Right. So to, to kind of finish that. So Howard read the book, getting things done, reached out to the author, David Allen personally and said, love, love the book. I would love to have someone come in with your influence. And then he, um, referred Marcy because Marcy was working with him as a coach, quote unquote, like gotcha. basic, a small business consult or business consultant. And looking at her LinkedIn, cause I'm a creep uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I searched for, I mean, here's her experience. Uh, professional coach one year in 2005, executive coach for Merrill Lynch one year, financial advisor one year, another financial advisor, two years. And then consulting for David Allen. Like, yeah, New York yeah. Life, okay. Merrill Lynch. But, you know, a bunch of financial and small business consulting, and now she's heading up the most successful radio show of all time. There's a little bit of a disconnect yeah, there. there's a gap there. And, and so when Howard first started thinking of this, of I want someone, and maybe he likes the fact that she's not from radio and she doesn't know that world. Yeah, and she's just bringing that. Exactly. Right. She's just that X's and O's. This person's not cutting it. This person needs promoted. Yeah, but yeah, stuff like, that he doesn't need to worry about. Yeah, I get it, but like, I mean, that you just mentioned like what, like a five-year work resume so far. Like, I mean, to go oh, this shit came out of nowhere. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> like, like, she's like in her late to mid thirties. Holy shit! I mean, she's she's way the junior of Gary and Fred and Robin and oh, that's gotta I mean, be they probably been on for some people exactly. So <laughs> to that point, and this is coming from a Wall Street Journal article, so this isn't just like rumor. Um, he had talked to her about coming on, uh, started kind of talking with her in uh, 2011 and then brought her, was going to bring her on. And then before he did, December 2012, Howard called an all-staff meeting at the Sirius building and basically just laid into them for being unorganized, sloppy, talked about their dress code. He said, you look like a bunch of homeless people. And this is from the accounts of the people that were there that then leaked what the topic was. Right. And straight up said, I'm bringing someone in as an advisor that's going to clean up our process. And, you know, there's basically going to be a new sheriff in town. Didn't mention Marcy by name at that time. Right. And famously, Gary raised his hand. And mind you, he's been working for the show for over 30 years at this point and says, does that mean that I now report into Marcy or now so report into the new hire? Yeah. And Howard quote said, actually, Gary, yes, you do report to her. Holy shit. And <laughs> so that can't be, Oh, I'm sure that like they had a fucking mutiny going on at the bar afterwards with all the staff. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, so like but that's this. the thing. It's at the bar. No one's going to say anything, say anything about it. But yeah. Cause I want to lose their fucking job. They have a fucking right. great job. So, the, and they didn't really know what it was going to be like and how much it would actually change. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, so far from what you've said so far, it's like, yeah, there's a new sheriff in town. Things are going to change around here. But there's never, I, I mean, it doesn't seem like you really said, like, besides their dress code and, like, their atti- like their last days of attitude, that it doesn't sound like things are going to really change as far as their day-to-day. Like, okay, you're getting a whole shit ton of you know, new workload or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, oh, I'm quitting over this yet to me. Like, I haven't heard anything sure. that bad. Yep. So then to continue with this timeline, some of the first changes that she made, uh, changed all the art in the, in the, um, in the studio. Uh, they used in, even in the hallways, they used to have like funny and crude pictures of the staff and just random pictures, took all those down, put artwork up everywhere. Uh, installed a dress code, which if you watch through oh, the app now, sure. Gary, Gary has had a blazer hoodie on. on. Yeah, we used to wear a hoodie every day. Yeah, exactly. And now it's, and now it's like, business casual at the least right. and howard too so at yeah, least howard least subscribed to it as well because like now he's like in full you know not oh, suit yeah. but like he used to be in like a cutoff, a cutoff hoodie. yeah he's like bill belichick yeah. back there with the <laughs> cutoff hoodie yeah so um she just continued to bring that kind of gm mentality um and then 
there's this other story about how Gary always wanted a bigger office and always would bitch about how small his office is. And then Marcy got the biggest office as soon as she started. So again, you've been there 30 years. That's something and that would fucking Early mind. 30s yeah, uh, right. consultant comes in and she's now your boss of the whole thing. Fuck, dude. That's something that would drive me nuts. Like the office thing would, if I was Gary, at least that would drive me insane. Um, but that, he seems to take it all in stride. Yeah. And, and another person that we'll be mentioning is the name Jeremy. So that's another person that gets tied into her efforts a lot. He's currently the senior VP of the show. He was hired in 2013, so right after Marcy. Okay. And I think both of those are kind of, they kind of work together as like the GM type. He's from Sirius, so he had a radio background. He's not from that book. No, no, that was just Marcy. Do you think that Marcy came in just like pretty much preaching her coaching from the book? Like, this is what we, like, is that? Oh, absolutely. That's that's what it was. So I guess that's why people view it as like a culty type deal. Because she comes in and she's like, oh, you need to abide by these rules. Mm -hmm. Do that. I wonder what like the... But there, I can't see her just coming in and doing that and Howard just being like giving her carte blanche to just do it. I feel like that she would still run this shit by Howard. Or do you think he was just kind of like hands off, do your thing, I'll sit back and... I, I think she kind of pitched him and like told him, hey, this is what I think about your show. Like, here's what we could be doing. And yeah. then maybe even illustrated the points of, I mean, you have staff members that have been late 50 times that you right. haven't fired yet. And this thing's all about you know, organizing yourself and being on time and being ready to work. But do you think like, I'm just looking at the artwork thing. Do you think she was like, Hey, if we replace this shit with like real artwork, people will feel more comfortable here and you'll have a better. In- I'm just like, yeah, from yeah. her perspective. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This is all. So again, this all comes back. And even the wall street journal, the, the headline is the woman behind Howard Stern. But then like the sub headline is, Marcy Turk is credited with making the shock jock just a bit softer as part of his strategy to get celebrity interviews. Some fans aren't happy. Right. So that's exactly what that's we're a, talking about yes. in a nutshell. Of, exactly. Hey, this might have got him closer towards a Hillary Clinton interview that we just saw last year. But, uh, you know, aren't a lot of fans of Howard into that, like, rock and roll? Like Let's just let it rip. Right. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that how he kind of got into the industry right like now it's business casual and right interviews with like youtube influencers like yeah it's a little weak it's a little weak but like i i look at it as like so i i guess the i'm trying to look at the argument of is it this woman that came in and changed howard or did howard change and she just kind of and he brought her on to help facilitate the change to everybody else so he didn't look like the one who was changing you know what i mean like i yeah, think well, it all think stems that, from him Oh, for sure. Right. I mean, so like well, it wasn't like going to happen without his like, final say. So I, I just think that he, you know, he put, he had somebody brought somebody else to kind of handle the actual transformation for him, but he actually had a transformation already in his head. You know what I mean? This all came mm-hmm. from. Yeah, from I think him. he read the book. He reached out to David Allen because he thought, "Wow, I can actually apply a lot of what I just read into my show." But maybe he's like, "I actually need someone to come in and do it full time instead of me saying, "Hey guys, I read a new book. Let's try this, this, and this new improvement." Like a total like audit of what they're doing, right? Because he, they mentioned in the article that in this 2012 all staff meeting, he pretty much berated them and said, "We're not getting to the next level. You guys look like a bunch of homeless people. Like, what are we doing here?" Basically. And I think think of the show because I didn't list start listening until two. It's funny that it was like 2011, 2012. I mean, I was always loosely a part of the, like listening to the show, but never like I am now uh, to make a fucking podcast about it. Uh, but 2012 is when I started listening, so I really don't know the show well from like the 2007, 2008 to 2012 era. Mm-hmm. I know that's a lot of the arty era, which so I just listened to like the Sternology, whatever they pretty much give me. Right uh, on Sirius, so I don't like know. Was it that? Like, was it bad? Like, was it like was just, the show kind of stagnant? Like, did he have it, a point to like to bring somebody in? I mean, not in my personal in my personal opinion. I like this. That was my favorite era of the show. It was oh, like yeah. early Sirius already. I'm a huge already fan, but I think that that brought that perspective. And we've talked about this off air, and we may just make a whole episode about it. But I feel like the show just doesn't have like teeth to it. Like, there's no internal conflict anymore it's like howard's like this god and then everyone else is like lucky to even like talk yeah, to him terrified in to challenge him whereas like and was like um again a psychopath so i'll just get bored and youtube old clips and man the show is just so much more just cutting it up and just like right. freestyling and robin's getting in the mix fred and they're making fun of howard like right. 
No, that there's was none fun. of that. There's like, none of no that. one says a negative word, God forbid. Even, well, I guess we can get into it now. Like, Richard Christie was quoted at, like, he's like, uh, oh, I saw Howard on the street in New York, but I was so scared to go up to him. It's like, you've been working with him for like 25 years. Right. You don't want to bother him. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's, that's a- become the culture. Whereas, and if you just, you're probably crazy fans like us if you're listening to this goddamn podcast. So <laughs> go back in YouTube. <laughs> Like early serious or already telling a story about Vegas or just or them fighting actually and them fighting the staff is what I fights miss. yeah exactly that's like, what I mean that like, that was real shit you right? know that was like real emotion people were really pissed at you. when was the last good staff fight um, I mean like I mean Branson, with Howard involved oh with Howard involved no yeah. not, I I mean I can think of ten Julie years friends maybe years. like and then Ronnie gets all heated at people even that it's like really Julian Brand like that's half. Yeah. Bullshit. Right. Like, Shuli's not even really believing what he said. We're talking about Shuli teases Brent about not swinging and right. questions his swinging. swinging mental or swinging lifestyle. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. There's nothing with, I mean, like the, the bottle of wine bit with like Robin and Howard was mm-hmm. one of the funniest things I've heard. Uh, the Fred changing his name. They kept giving him shit. And then like Fred walk, like whenever like Fred and Robin, but then he would, would like blast out. back. Yeah. Yeah. He, oh, like, Fred used to blast back all the oh, time. He yeah. doesn't at all. So Never. yeah, everybody's see for me, that doesn't, um, I know you said like the show doesn't have any teeth anymore. I, I don't necessarily fully agree with that. I still feel like there's enough for me to to grab onto with the, with the show how it is now. But I definitely miss that shit. Um, but do you, like so? It's okay, like even when like I was going to mention this on our political thing, but even like something stupid with uh, uh, who's I'm a cowboy. Oh, Mamet. Uh, Mamet, yeah, my bad. I knew that. Lamet. Lamet. Mamet. Oh, Mamet Walker. He uh he made like a freaking T-shirt that said. Howard Stern comes again, number one. Then the back says like Hillary Clinton sucks or like suck at Hillary. And like Howard, you, you would have thought like he like killed his mother. Like that was the worst sin that could ever be done. It's like, like 10 years ago, that would have been like no big deal. Like, all right, we'll frame it and put it in the hallway. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? But maybe that was like, maybe Howard had this, Hillary interview in the works and was like, well, Oh my God. He's always said that. Yeah. He's like, so he's probably trying to protect that at least in that instance, but I'm trying to figure out like, so, okay. So the staff fighting thing, I don't see how Marcy has an effect on that necessarily with like Howard's, but I think it's just the whole culture now. It's like business casual. Like you're here to do a job. Howard's the like, boss. You don't challenge less. the boss type of thing. Well, I think Marcy's the boss. I think well, they're scared in the room, to death. Like, Cause nobody challenge. If, so the reason, Robin or Fred doesn't challenge Howard anymore. How does that pertain to Marcy? You know what I mean? Like, why is that? How I think that it's called? just the mentality of the show now. It's just more softer, like, and there'll still be occasional little beefs here and there, but I used to just love that. I mean, they used to have whole specials about staff fights and right. I mean, there's been hundreds of them throughout the years and yeah, you may have occasional little beef here and there, but, and now, now there's all these things on the show of, Oh well, we're not supposed to talk about that on air. We'll talk about that after that. They never used to say that shit. Well, that, the ever. biggest the biggest thing was the Matthew Barry thing. I think we talked about yeah. this once, but the Matthew Barry he was in studio. So Matthew Barry, the fantasy football right. ESPN analyst, He's, he was part of the uh, the staff fantasy football league, National Friends League. Yeah, uh, he. He was in in the studio with them, and they all kind of got into a fight. Uh, what was the fight? What was even over? I don't remember. Like it was talking about. Um, or the original fight was like about fantasy football and the the core of it was that they wanted to switch the league back to an all staff that's right. get rid of lisa the porn star whoever right. um matthew barry and michael rapaport right and so matthew barry was on the phone and you can continue no i i was i'm trying to recall it as i'm talking about it so i kind of remember if you want me to yeah yeah take so it, basically matthew barry was on the defense and and live when you listen to the show, he talked about. Um, he goes, oh, I know, I know the rules. I know when I come on, there's certain things that I can and can't talk about. And that going out live, Howard's like, Oh my god, we don't want people to think that we're screening right. these calls. And he's like, what are you talking about? You could talk about anything. So what, what do you mean? Talk about anything. And Matthew Barrett, I know we're not supposed to talk about Marcy. And just right away, Howard's like, like, You can talk, talk about Marcy. Marcy. Talk about yeah, Marcy, Marcy right now. Run. Marcy's our COO. She's been on the show since 2012. Like, what are you about? Yeah. But dude, you didn't mention her for the past 10 years. And now it's like, Sure, you could talk about her, talk about whatever. Right. And he specifically said, I'm not supposed to talk about Marcy on TV. And oh, and then they, they blacked it out of the replay. They out of the replay. That's because the crazy Even a couple years ago, or like this year, I saw on Sternthology, and I think I texted you. 
and it was like it was like Matt it was like fantasy football argument or whatever. Right. And sure enough, the Matthew Berry part just totally skipped out like that's fifteen funny. minutes of that's, the Matthew see, Berry part. About. Why? Like, I mean, do you think she has that? Her brings back to this yeah. is like it's. Do you think that's, that's, that's kind like, of the point of this episode? Is why? Like, isn't this why? whole show about like pull, I mean, I, pull the like you can see anything behind the scenes? We'll pull the curtain back. Right. The boring answer for me is she can't. Howard really wanted her to come on board. She want, She was like, okay, I'll come on board, but don't. I don't want to be pulled into the staff shit. And it's like he had Howard probably had a choice where it's like, all right, I can either let this girl go because she doesn't want to be a part of the the staff bullshit that we have in the studio, or I could bring her on and just like that, just kind of left alone. And I think that's probably, in my opinion, what happened. Yeah, and I think to that point, I've heard Gary multiple times be like, well, you expect me to be the boss around here, but yet you just clown on me every single day and make you know, call me a, the village idiot baboon with huge right. teeth, and <laughs> right. then you want me to conduct an inter- internal staff meeting after the show and be taken dead serious. Right. So maybe to that point, he just is like, I don't even want to jeopardize her authority you know, she's the boss. Like, I guess if you do bring in a new boss, you're not exactly going to bring him in and start ripping into him. That's true. And I don't know. I just feel like the whole staff is like scared to death these days. Like even when they come in, it's like, so like, well, you're remember, scared to like step outside. Do you anything. remember in, uh, in LA when they came here, like Gary was like, well, trust me, the, all the staff was read the riot act about being yeah. on their best behavior out in LA. And it's like, that why? Didn't yeah, why? <laughs> why? Get that bad? Yeah, right. Like so, because they're. I mean, yeah, because they're going out there representing Sirius. So I'm sure they got the you know the riot act read on them by Marcy or someone yeah. under her. And it's and again, it's always that we've talked about this off air. Right. You know who said that? It's like, right. come on, man. Is this a Stern show or what? Yeah, yeah. Like I just I I, I get I can see how you can get wrapped up in it. But for me, because like, and I also don't know as much because I don't, I don't read about it as much. I just look at it as like the most boring answers possible. It's like, yeah, she probably came on board. Was like, don't involve me. So Howard probably made it a point to his staff, don't, don't mention her, or like keep her out of the bullshit. Yeah, and I guess it's kind of the two ideas are tied together of not only Marcy and not being mentioned, but then also everyone kind of has acknowledged. Even Howard's acknowledged that the show's changed. Sure, and so I don't. And to go back on an earlier point, I don't think people like change, especially something that they enjoy listening to or watching. Right. You know, it'd be like a new actor on someone's favorite show and everyone just flipping out about, you know, they love such and such that's already been on there. So I don't think any of that change for diehard fans is exactly welcome, let alone change that is symbolic of taking steps away from what they love about the show of uncensored say whatever you want yeah anything goes and now it's business casual don't mention marcy if you do we're gonna black it out of the episode see again devil's advocate though it's like we make it seem like it's now this completely watered down product i don't see it that way i still feel like there's enough there to not make it it doesn't feel that way to me now is it the same obviously not it's it's different but I don't view it as a watered-down product, you know what I mean, or a lesser uh, uh, quality show than what it was. Do you? Um, I mean, I still like it. I still different. listen to every show. Yeah, uh, I just say it's different, but I don't say lesser quality of a show. Yeah, I guess what makes me a little upset with all this is now it's just kind of another show. I'm not – I mean, you'll still have some uncensored elements, but – now you can kind of just get this shit in podcasts. And like, if you want to hear a long form interview, listen to the hundred long form interview podcast. Right. Yeah. If anything, like now it'd be a time to revert back to the old ways because it's <laughs> right. like, yeah, there's, you're right. You can find this, uh, on any comedy podcast at this point, every comedian, you know, has a podcast, you know? Right. And, and, that and there's, most of these people are on the press tour and they do all those it, other podcasts too. Exactly. And so, yeah, you can find a, a celebrity on Joe Rogan for an hour and a half, two hours doing an interview now, is it going to be as good of an inter- interview as Howard can do? I don't think so. Um, but, yeah, uh, you're right. There is a lot more content out there uh, that can match what Howard is doing right now. Yeah. In, in some specific in- instances, uh, there was also, we did an entire episode, you could look back in the archives, about Wendy Williams. Um, so to give you a little bit of context there, uh, Howard was on the air live and – it was while he was promoting his book. Right. I think it was before the book came out. Mm-hmm. And 
he caught wind. JD came over the intercom and said, hey, I think it was like happening live because I think she said it that same day. So he had no right. chance to listen or anything. And he's like pulling the clips as she, he's like, hey, just to let you know, Wendy Williams said something about you. I don't know if you should listen. And he's like, right. ah, don't let me. He's ah, like, let a, me listen. He's like, I'm in a bad mood. I don't want to listen to this. Yeah, I remember at first that, he yeah. kind of resists. And then he's like, all right, well, if you told me, just let me listen to it. Right. And I mean, she, it wasn't like the most negative thing in the world, but she basically said, oh, Howard's new book. I bet you he's just going to talk about his celebrity life and Howard's Hollywood now. And right. he's not he's, controversial. Yeah, and, she's like, basically saying, I miss <laughs> playing into the Reddit. Like what know, we're saying right now. Yeah. It's like, you know, I miss the old Howard. Uh, Howard's now Hollywood. Right? But the reason I said it wasn't that bad is because his reaction was like, oh. he came back with like the fury of hell. And right. I think it was all of that buildup of reading the shit about him and right. him just like, and that now he finally had like a public figure to attach that to and like directly said it word for word, what he's been reading about himself. And he just flipped shit. Went fucking crazy. Like, dude. Went off on her for 45 minutes. Her a fucking bitch. Everything Con, under like the everything, sun. You'd be, you, you just try to be me. You're not right. the queen of all media. You're nothing. You're you know. nothing without me. And I kind of loved it though. And then all of a sudden, mean, it's blacked out of every replay. You can't no. find it anywhere on the app. Did he ever comment on that? Never, never. I thought he did. I thought he had no. one little comment about it, like because nope. I like, purposely had an ear out for it. No, there wasn't even like a call. They probably wouldn't have let a call screen go, or maybe he did, or maybe a caller mentioned they blacked it out. But yeah. it's such fucking bullshit, man. Right? What like, happened like, to the Howard Stern about, show? No more bullshit that part, was the motto when right. they came to Sirius. That part, like, how do you not comment on it? How do you do that, block it out, and then pretend like it never fucking happened? Right. Talk about it. Like, come on on Monday be like, hey, I lost my cool. Uh, yeah. You probably won't be here much. Even if he said, probably not going to play that much on Sirithology. I lost my cool apologies. Yeah. You know, I, but I even lost if he said, you know what? I thought, I thought twice about it and... I, it I'd was rather not, just not have that out there. And, yeah, he's like, I because he, he could have easily said... I took JD's work. I heard a couple of clips. I didn't really listen to it. Uh, once I listened to it, it wasn't that bad. I kind of went over the top for you know, and then it's over and then done with. We're not having this conversation right, right. now. But to black it out and then or block it out and then that's it. But like you, so to come circle this back to Marcy, did Marcy do that or did Howard do that? Well, according to everything, that specific instance, Marcy straight told him to take it down, but. Is that just someone? Where are these sources? Though? Yeah, is this exactly. Just like, yeah. I mean, who the fuck? <laughs> right in the editing deck. And- yeah, like how? Like where are these sources come from? Because like I'll, you know, I know that there was a couple things um, that Artie said about Marcy, and I can actually take his word for it because he worked there and kind of saw some things firsthand or some other. And he former- gets a lot of like word from current staffers that like. He doesn't identify him, but he I don't talks think, to Kurt I don't Staffers. look at Artie as someone's going to make shit up just for, you know, just to get no. his name in the paper. And so, what he was saying is that she had sex with Ben Bardo and Steve Brandano. Oh, Artie said that? Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just to kind of source out what I've been talking about, the, the stuff about Howard bringing the staff in, berating them, Gary asking if this is my new boss, her being the COO. This is from the Wall Street Journal, so... I mean, I know everything's fake news now, but Wall Street Journal, Jesus yeah, least, Christ, there's yeah, something right, to incredible. There. Yeah. So we're not just purely going on, uh, you know, like the chat rooms here and Stern Show Network as it used to be. Right. But, but I didn't know Artie fucking said that she banged. Who was it? Steve, Steve Brandano and Ben Bardo. Wow. You think that's true? Yes. I mean, there's a lot of smoke for no fire. Yeah. Because in Artie's, uh, we're going to do an Artie episode here soon too. And like Howard mentioned, we're going to, Zoom in on these. I like to call them uh, different characters involved in the show. Howard mentioned um, you just call me Howard. Did I? I think so. Nah, he's on my brain. Sorry, that's a compliment. Talking about him for nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> Psychopath. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah. Wait. So do you uh, did how, did Artie work there? Whenever oh, that's Marcy, what I was gonna say. Artie. Yeah. Did Artie leave before she got there? Or yeah. She, no, Artie was gone by now. 2012, he was gone. But she came in, in 2011. No, she started in 2012. He brought the staff in. Oh, oh, um, gotcha. And okay. like berated them without, so he was already without gone. them knowing who she was specifically. He said, I'm going to bring someone in. Didn't? But apparently there... he's getting texts from current staffers constantly. I'm sure he keeps in touch with some of them. Right. Um, but so to kind of finish that thought, Artie, when he first, when he was kind of like um, first getting back into podcasting five or six years ago, he was still kind of... Um, wrestling with his demons and hooked on a bunch of stuff. But 
he would he would kind of be the voice of these rumors that right. are online, and he would just straight up talk about it on his podcast. Um, and then Howard even there was even a time that Howard even recommented back on Artie and just like you know what because he was coming hard after Howard. Really, like what kind of stuff is he saying? Like just like Howard, like um, same stuff. You know, you, like you basically made a bit out of my heroin addiction. Like you guys had to continue to play the clips of me calling off of work as I'm on my deathbed, and you guys just think it's hilarious that I'm calling off work every day and you're playing the clips on the show of me like you know in like heroin withdrawals, right? And basically already, and he's since walked that back and said, you know what, he's a like, I had good influence. Yeah. And yeah, he was trying to make the best of a situation. I put him in a bad situation. You know, he hired a drug addict when he was just wanted a comedian. So, right. you know, and I think with, and already has been like almost a year sober now, and I'm sure he's done a lot of counseling and looked back and uh, with some retrospective. Right. And, but all this to say that when he first came back on the podcast scene, he was coming hard at Howard, calling out Marcy Turk, telling this Gary story, um, t- talking about how she's been sleeping with staff members, talking about how she put the new dress code in, made everything PC. The show sucks This all now. came from Artie pretty much. Like the- well, he like voiced it all. Yeah. Like this is all – you can find, again, the Wall Street Journal. And there's a right. couple – there's like Us Magazine wrote an article. Obviously, they're not going to talk about her like sleeping with staffers. But right. this this all-staff meeting, that's a pretty official thing that happened uh, that's been documented by many sources. And he kind of mixed that and the rumors and whatever text he's getting from current staffers and just like threw it out there for everyone to hear. And then there was a time during that where Howard actually – there was like callers are like, Hey, have you heard Artie's comments about you? And yeah. he kind of like took the high run and was like, listen, Artie, I don't want to go there. Like he's never, I've been asked if he's ever going to be back on the show. I would just rather not. I would just rather him live his like, life. Yeah. I live my life. I would rather not uh, kick up any old demons or any right. negativity. And I think now they're in a better place. Um, and, and now how um, Artie has a new podcast and I've listened to all of them. He barely mentions Howard specifically, and if he does, and it's in a pretty positive light. But at the time, he's airing all this out about Marcy and Jeremy, just changing everything. And you know, with the Matthew Barry and the Wendy Williams, and the, you just kind of put this whole picture together. And I think she's kind of the face of, oh man, I wish the Stern Show was this, or I wish it was still like they were at K Rock, or right. when they first got the serious. And she's kind of become the the PC influence of the show interesting yeah i don't know do you do you buy into it like do you buy into that it's marcy or do you think that it's howard and that's just she's the scapegoat no i think he so perfect example benji like Mm -hmm. i don't think it's a coincidence that now benji's actually out of the studio and not really involved where he talked for 20 years about wanting to kick benji out right so i think that's kind of a microcosm of you know, he's like, man, I wish my staff dressed better. Uh, I wish, like, he's probably watching Letterman. And, man, their staff, man, he gets his staff from Harvard. And, right. you know, my staff's jerking each other off and they're right. holding yeah, each other's exactly. wieners while they piss. You know? <laughs> I think he always kind of referred to that. But then also, like, that's what we loved. Right. We don't want to always watch a show that everything's buttoned up and perfect exactly. and everyone this looks like a celebrity. Like, I want to see Richard pissing his pants or, like, right. you know, I want to hear those raw stories. Um, and so I think he kind of saw all this, wanted to pivot, wanted to get these bigger A-listers in, which he has. He's he's landed probably more A-list celebrities in the past five years than yeah, all the sure. other years. Right. And part of that's being on series and having this long-form opportunity, whereas before he'd have to cut to commercial and do live reads on K-Rock and all that. Um, but I think that she is now kind of that figure of, you know what? If Benji's late, just go to Marcy's office. I don't want to be like, cause I was at the end of the day he's an emotional guy too. Right. He likes these people. He wants to provide them with work. He doesn't want to straight up fire someone. Right. Uh, I don't think there's been too many instances. I mean, we, and we'll do a show on this, that some people just kind of disappear from the show. Never yeah. to be heard from again. Right. But I don't think that I think those are more like uh, like budget cuts and decisions like that. Whereas I think Marcy is more like you mess up, just go to him, but don't even talk to me. And I think he can just kind of throw his hands up of, hey, that's not my job. Right. You know, I'm, I'm just here to host. I'm, I run this thing. It's my but show, but when it yeah. comes to the X's and O's, like, I'm not going to sit here and check time cards and check right. like 
staff meetings to see who's attending and who's participating. Like he's, I mean, one thing is too old for that shit. He's too rich and famous. He's too busy where I think he was doing both for so many years. He's in the weeds. He's making staff decisions. He's also thinking about how to push the show forward where now he's like, let me bring Marcy and Jeremy on to do the X's and O's and just let me be the host. Right. But I think that also bleeds into the show of now everyone's scared to death. No one calls out. I can't remember the last person that's called Howard out. Yeah, um, I, you're right. I, there's been nobody to challenge Howard. I, I used to love when Fred would challenge Howard because oh, it's the best. Fred has just turned into a. He already used to call him a pelican to his face. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, right. he's already got pissed that they're bringing in some girl who likes fat fat dudes, and he's like, "Well, what if I brought in chicks that like pelicans?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would never hear that. Right. Can you imagine, like, Sal saying that? No, never. The person who ever challenges Howard the most, and he does it in the weirdest way, is my met. I mean, like, you know, sometimes, like, he'll, whenever he challenged Howard on the uh, on the commercial idea, and, like, and, and sometimes he'll, like, drop little things, like, I don't know. Like, I remember uh, it was, they played it not too long ago. I think it was last year for the Christmas party, and Howard was talking to his, to Mehmet's girlfriend, and Mehmet was like, yeah, he's like, you know, you started bragging about your paintings and stuff. And Howard's like, bragging about my paint? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you remember no, that No, he bit? does, yeah. He so calls like, him he, out. He definitely calls him out on little things, but, like, it doesn't go very far. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you're right. Nobody really does that. Again, I, thinking about Marcy, like, do you, do you think it has, what she's done helped get those celebrity interviews and those A-listers? Like, I do, so there, do you think, did it work? Like, you know, if this was their goal to clean it up and button it up a little bit, um, do you think that's the reason they're getting these A-list celebrity interviews? And, like, you know, they can now reach out to Gwyneth Paltrow's manager and be like, hey, you know, uh, I don't know I don't know how they pitch it, but, like, you know, things are a little different around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're more like a business. So if you want to come in here, you know, we'll make sure that she's in a protected interview environment and it's not going to be, you know, raunchy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you but, think it works? But also it's like... Before 2012, he had some pretty big interviews. True. Yeah, I think he had Paul McCartney on multiple times. Right. Uh, Trump was on 30, 30 times. Um, I think he could have done it on his own, celebrity. I guess what we're saying. Like, he didn't have to have somebody come in to get those types of interviews. Because if that was his goal, to like do a long-form interview type show, mainly, uh, I don't think he needed to do an overhaul. Yeah, because I mean, uh, and I think like Brad Pitt was on the show, Jim Carrey. I mean, he's had a huge stars before 2012. Right. Um, but I don't know. It's like these celebrities, I think they still kind of know what they're getting into. Right. So, and they know they're going to end up saying something they regret or saying sure. something they didn't mean to say or talking about their sex life when they didn't think they would. Right. And, but I guess to your point, it's like, would that have mattered? So it's, it's not like now, or maybe they just do, maybe they just straight up discuss, we won't talk about X, this, this, and this. Um, maybe it's just much more of a structured and people trust that more. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's something to it. Because, I mean, if, if that was Howard, I, I guess, like, I'm trying to, like, think of how this all works out. Like, maybe Howard goes to Marcy and Jeremy's like, here, here's what I want. You figure out how to make it happen. Yeah, and I, and I think the style of people that they have on is different. I, we could talk about this on other shows, but I, to me, he just has, like, way less stand-up comedians in. And I've heard this pointed out, and it's really true. I mean, he used to constantly have a lot of women Louis and that. So like, oh, it's the worst. He, he has, has fucking Chelsea Handler and uh, Amy Schumer. Yeah, those are his like, two favorite guests in the world. Yeah, but, like, I mean, he was only had Bill Burr on once. And Bill Burr's, like, you know what I mean? Like, so there's... I mean, and even, all, like, what about, like, up-and-comer, like, Chris D'Elia? Like, yeah, like, he can have he has a, a lot like of... Like, he had Sebastian Maniscalco on, and he acted like he was, like, just found him on the street. Right. The guy's been in comedy for, like, 20 years. He's, like, already has multiple specials. He's like, I found this new guy. I can't pronounce his name. Right. He'd pronounce his name, which I'm sure was part of the bit. I will say that Howard's always gone on record to say he's like, he doesn't watch stand-up. Like, he doesn't watch a lot well, of stand Well, he said that recently in the past couple of years. Yeah, like he doesn't But he watch always talks stuff. about, you know, uh, Chris Rock's a genius. Right. Yeah, you know, he has an appreciation for it. Sure. But so I think have... I think he just used to be more on the cutting edge of that, and now he's more like YouTube celebrities or... Um, yeah, you know, just even the type of guests I think has changed. Whereas before, like Chappelle would sit in uh, before they uh, when they were interviewing for 
Jackie chair before already was like full time. Chappelle would be in for weeks at a time. Right. And even like dumb shit, like he'd have like WWF guys on. Right. Like, you know, yeah, he just yeah, went yeah. outside of that. Now it's just a little bit more. Sure. Yeah, I get the, it. The same guest you'd see on Letterman. Like right. you don't see like the undertaker on Letterman, right. but he may give a cool like interview on the Stern show. I'm trying to think if there's a counterpoint to this. Cause I know there's a couple guests that I've seen recently and I was like, yeah, that's a different one. Uh, but I, I mean, when he had that YouTube chick on, which one? Uh, Billy Elish or whatever. Is she not YouTube? Is she just That's a young? Right. She's chick? like one of the biggest stars in the world. You don't know. I mean, if we're like in seventh grade, <laughs> dude, she's like the number one like pop artist. Yeah, but she's like fourteen, isn't she? Yeah, I think she's like eighteen. <laughs> I think but she's younger than that. But I don't 17, know. 18. To me, it's like I turn on the certain. Oh, Billy Elish is on the show, right? Ah, but maybe. But then again, it's like I still don't see him as like pulling in all these like. Okay, she's 18. Yeah. Um, but it's, I guess it's, I guess it's also, does he want to keep appealing to his base that has been there since K Rock and before that? Or does he want those new, does he want that new audience? But to me, it's like, like I said, the, the, the new audience for these long form interviews is like not really there. I don't right. think anyone's going to be like, oh, I got to pay 10 bucks a month or for the Howard package. I think it's like 15 or 20. Right. I got to pay 20 bucks a month to hear these interviews. I mean, you, there's 20 yeah. long form interview shows now. Right. More than that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I, but there is something, I mean, and every celebrity goes to say it, like even if they've been interviewed a hundred times on their press tour by, you know, not anymore, but like Pierce Morgan used to do that kind of interview or like the actors, you know, for some reason, Howard's interview style and Howard's interviews uh, always make a headline. So, yeah, you're not going to pay for it. But if you do love a celebrity, hearing them on Howard is going to be different. Uh, not going to be vastly different, but it's going to be a different interview than anything else you'd hear. So I guess I can get it. You know what I mean? Like I get how somebody would be more inclined to listen to Howard's interview as opposed to anything else they've done, even though they have the outlet to listen to it on a bunch of other right you know, no i get that but I, I guess my point too is that those people are still coming in before 2012 yeah um i think your point is like there's no need to do a cont- entire overhaul of the show to get these interviews exactly right right i think he was maybe a couple tweaks and maybe even he could have done behind the scenes stuff of how they approached booking guests and right. maybe even if he did say hey we'll take a couple of these topics off the table but the the listeners are don't know the difference um, I don't know, it just kind of depressed me when I watch the app and I see Gary in like khakis and <laughs> an oversized like blazer in that tiny little office. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's like four. There's like three interns behind him. He's like dude. crouched down into the mic. Right. Marcy's got like the penthouse suite, corner <laughs> office, Manhattan. So to kind of like tie this up, uh, unless, uh, I see you have like 10 more notes there. I don't know what else you got on Marcy <laughs> over there. I got a whole book. <laughs> the Marcy Turk. Marcy Turk comes again. Yeah, we could talk about, I mean, we could uh, also talk about other kind of people we want to zone in on. Also, I was going to mention, we have an email. Uh, it's Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. So if you have like topic ideas you want us to cover or just fan feedback, we won't take any of your feedback, but yeah. we'll read it and delete it quickly. Hate uh, on us. But and, uh, we'll read it on. <laughs> yeah, send us some hate mail. We yeah. love that. At least someone cares. Right. Um, I'll send us some hate mail for it. I'll do it myself. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I do like these uh, little bits about just one single person. But to, to kind of put the final touches on Marcy, do you think – I mean, obviously she's not going anywhere. So she's going to be there until the end, until Howard retires. Yep. Um, and I don't see the show ever really going back to the way it was. This is kind of the way it's going to be until Howard goes off. Do you think she ruined it? I think she changed it, but I don't think she ruined it. Do you think she ruined it? Um, I mean, I could tell you if I, if I pull up an old YouTube clip and listen for an hour, I do enjoy listening to when the show had that more edginess to it. Right. Um, well, let me ask you this. When you pull up a YouTube clip, it's not the entire episode, or is it? I mean, the the clips will zone in on something that happened. It'll be like, already tell a story about getting a hooker in Vegas. Right. But it's like an hour and a half clip, so you end up hearing a lot of the show. But don't you think, like, you could probably put a nice montage together if, like, YouTube clips from the 2012 era of, like, stories that we've, like, I mean, think about Bigfoot. 
you know, how hard we laughed yeah. at that. Or like, and then Ronnie's stories it's more from the like, beginning. I guess I've I mean? really started noticing the past like two or three years or just not necessarily the content, but just, I just hate that. Oh, we don't talk about, Oh, we, we already talked about this. Remember, don't, right. don't bring that up on air. Right. To me, that's the biggest thing that bothers me. Sure. Cause that's the number one thing I love about the show. And now that's kind of been stripped away. Right. And there was even the stupid little prank call that Richard did. And he was given like shout outs and the whole basically premise of the prank call was to list an insane amount of people associated with the show. Oh, so like, yeah, I want to yeah, give yeah. thanks. I want to say hi to my friend, Robin, right. Robin's friend. cat Yoda. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then it started different. getting like the leather weather lady, uh, right. the original Bigfoot. Right. It people started 30 going years way ago. back. He listed like a hundred names associated. It did not list Marcy or Jeremy. It right. just fucking bothers me. Yes. I don't know why. No, I mean, it's definitely like he was saying fucking, Scott the Pace. Right. Like, he was saying people that are not just directly involved, but behind the scenes. See, for me, it doesn't fire me, but I totally get why it would fire some. I mean, it is because it's fucking weird. If, any, if nothing else, it's just a weird, strange thing to go completely against what the show was about for so long and then to just start censoring a single part of the show. It, it's weird, and you just want to know why or what the deal is. Like I said, I have a very... Like boring answer to it, but I could see why. Since there's like literally no chatter about it whatsoever from the show, how would you're up to interpret it how you would? You know what I mean? Like there's nothing for us to go off of, so why wouldn't we have start making up our own you know theories about it? Right, and that's the thing is, and he mentioned her uh, his birthday show. Um, he said Marcy Turk. I'm not. I don't have like the quote in front of me, but basically he said, if you're a fan of the Howard Stern show, you may not know her name but you're a fan of her right? and that she's so influential. He's like something about you inspire me every single day. I mean, it was a pretty big hyperbole yeah. for like right. mid thirties, yeah. like right. finance or like life coach. Dude, can you imagine being like, I mean, especially at the time, if she's mid thirties now, she was what, like late twenties. Yeah. Whenever that shit happened. I'm not good at math. Right. We know that. <laughs> so she was like seven whenever. Yeah. Uh, I think it was before she was born. Yeah. So, but when she got hired, it's like, geez, man. Like, so, I mean, and then one starts to start thinking, if she banged two guys on the staff once she already had the job, <laughs> did she bang anybody to get the job? I don't know. I guess <clears throat> since we never hear anything about it, I guess One can only weirdos assume. like us just assume. Yeah, right? When you, you know, assume, you make an ass out of you and me. Hey, man, you've seen what happens to former staffers once they get off the show. Think about what's going to happen when the show's done. And all these staff members have probably stories galore. And what are they going to do there? Uh, it's like, yeah. You know what I mean? They're Maybe not they'll gonna... come on the Hey Now Hard podcast. Maybe. Look at the exclusive. This could be our, yeah. oh, our uh... ticket to the top. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt Walker coming in and telling us all the juicy details. His ad pitch. Yeah, right? But, uh, yeah, but, you know, because they're not going to have an outlet to really talk about this stuff. They're going to be going on fucking, you know, podcasts. Oh, they're going full steam ahead. Yeah. Oh, you mean with the, the old staffers? I'm saying, like, yeah, like, what are all these staff guys going to do if they don't have, like, a – if they don't find another outlet – to According clear. to Howard, as soon as anyone disassociates with them, they're like homeless and yeah, they're living, yeah. hooked on every drug in the world right. a month later. Uh, you know, I'm sure they'll they'll find their way. But the, I guess this style now, there is a lot of like tell-all um, styles of show. Um, so that would be cool to hear like a Ben Bardo or a Steve Brandano right. talk about what really went down during all this. You think there's an NDA involved once Howard retires? hundred percent. Me too. A thousand percent. They probably already do all that. Like the, the day they get hired. A little severance. Little That's NBA. actually a really good point. Yeah. You know what I mean? I bet you we don't know that I think about it. Right. If somebody says, fuck it, I'm not signing it. That would be the greatest. <laughs> oh, they just wouldn't get hired. Wouldn't get hired again anywhere, but. Right. Yeah. Someone like Gary doesn't really need to work after this. Could be like, yeah, all right. All right. right. <laughs> and even like, I don't know, Howard's so weird about like people disassociating himself. Like he like went ballistic on Ronnie recently for talking about moving to Vegas and being yeah. done. Right. It's like the dude's like 70, yeah, like leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. like, what are you going to do? Let him fucking go. Dude. I, I was thinking about that He's too. Like 71 or seven, 78 or 68. 69. So 70. yeah, 70 now. Uh, so I, I mean, God damn, little, let him go, man. You want him to just work for you till he dies. That's I mean, amazing. yeah, I guess the answer is yes. That's a power ego trip, though. He's like, and a l- slightly a little bit of jealousy without me, and a little right. bit of jealousy that he can just leave. Like, how can you just leave this and not know right. what I'm going to do? Like, how could you just leave me? 
He's like, because I'm like 70 and I've been working my whole life. Right. And now I got enough money to retire. I mean, Howard does make some valid points. Though. It's like you work three days a week and you're done at two o'clock. I mean, oh, for this sure. Is, this is the retired. But he's 70 years job. old. Yeah. This is what somebody you made the point. He's like, this is what somebody that retired right. would do. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like thinking, I was like, ah, that's true too. But yeah, I get sure. that he doesn't want, he's just done. He's tired. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, that's shit. Once you hit like 80. Like, I mean, you know, hey, no, I don't think he's going to be living that. I mean, the guys out there drinking, partying all the time. I don't think I he's going to have the I most graceful. Those are the guys no, that that's always true. Like, end up living forever. No, nah, that's very true. <laughs> but I guess I just mean, like, how many, I guess besides that point, how many, like, prime years does he have? So, say Howard signs a five-year deal, four-year deal. You want him to work till he's 75? Right. Like, let the guy go, man. People can live a life outside the show, yeah, right? Howie. No, I'm telling you, that's a jealousy thing. Like, Howard knows he probably oh, is not sure. going to He's going to sign another and one. And he's he probably did. jealous that he can, like you said, he it's can mine. just, like, how could you not be on the radio? Right. How could you not have celebrities yeah, wanting Howard to talk to you? Like, like, he's, oh, yeah, my right. God. So, And maybe that's, maybe at the end of the day, that's that really is driving this. I mean, Howard's no spring chicken. You know, no. he could have easily retired 20, 30 years ago and still had a huge career. Right. And I just don't think that he wants to be out of that. He just wants that voice. Yeah. You yeah. Know, he doesn't want to just sit at home and yell at the TV. He wants a microphone. Exactly. Yeah. He needs that kind of outlet. He needs that attention. I mean, that's what he talks about. He needs to fill that void. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I'm so upset about this Marcy Turk thing. I'm just going to still listen to every show and <laughs> make, that's the make thing. a podcast. Dude, you're, it, so. you're uh, very tempered and mild compared to some of these Reddit people that want to burn her at the stake. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's like a YouTube video of someone take. I think I said it to you. It's like uh, Howard with that birthday uh, shout out to Marcy, but then it like they super altered his voice to make it like sound demonic. Oh and it's like God. Marcy Turk. Oh yeah, you did send me that. You love Marcy. <laughs> you sent me that with a text oh, saying, "Jesus Christ!" You're like, I thought I was a psychopath. Because <laughs> whoever made this is truly gone. You know who fucking made this? Probably Emron Khan. <laughs> That's right. Emron Khan. He uh. That's another person that disappeared quickly. He started mentioning Marcy. Yeah, he did. You're right. He started mentioning Marcy. He, he was, was all about Marcy. I mean, he definitely. Well, he like, said like I'll bang her, her yeah, daughters or something. He said some yeah, some yeah, messed so up stuff. It could have been any of those things, but he also mentioned. But Marcy. I'm sure that didn't help. Yeah, right. No, you're absolutely right. I, yeah. I forgot about that. He straight up called, and I think even. Oh, you know what? There's even a clip on YouTube of someone taking the difference of him calling in, mentioning Marcy, like on the second half of the call. And then what actually went out on air. Oh, I know what it was. Uh, old Emron Khan was like periscoping live as oh, he called in. Call. Yeah. And they talked about Marcy for like two or three minutes. And then when you hear it back on the playback, only that part's cut out. Oh shit. So they dumped like, they like hit the yeah. dump button on him. Like basically, oh, on, yeah. On the, I think there's, yeah, there's on like the a delay. Thing. Yeah. Like even, delay. even live, there's like a They're, minute delay, oh, okay. minute and a half. So, and yeah. And, and, uh, Emron sitting there uh, with like selfie style video recording him on the phone talking right. and you clear as day hear them talking about and it was kind of that same conversation oh this must be Marcy Turk and what are you talking about Marcy Turk Marcy has nothing to do with this show right and sure enough it never went public fucking crazy though you know it is so, indeed my friend Tyler that's a, that's it a is. tight leash that they, she has on that if that's the case man because it's like that's what I'm saying you can't it's not even like hey let's not go there it's just it's just you mention her it's blacked out right he mentions her once in the book in his new book Howard Stern Comes Again and it's very brief and I mean, he just basically just gives her a shout for out like conspiracy like, did they bang and then now it's like that sensitive so that she can't be met you know what I mean so like <laughs> who knows my friends you know what I mean so it's fucked up I wanna I, I, let's I make a podcast about it we should it's <laughs> a good idea speaking of which go ahead and hit like subscribe comment tell a friend five star Give us everything you got, people. Yeah, please. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. Just listen to the goddamn thing. If you don't want to listen, just play it for your cat in an empty room and just <laughs> give us those plays still. We'll take yeah, anything we can get. It's on a loop. Go insane. Oh, yeah, my man, we better wrap this one up there, eh? Yeah, I'm tired. Tired so, about Marcy Turk. I'm one of these Reddit trolls <laughs> I'm now. I'm marcy out. I know. I'm marcy Turked out. Dude, we're gonna, let's post this thing on Reddit and just have them like a feeding frenzy about it. Oh, this would be number one. Like topic. piranhas. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, thanks for coming by the Hey Now Hard podcast, live from Los Angeles, California. My name's Daniel Coyne. I'm Tyler Cortez. Make sure you hit him with the high. Bye for now. He's a
Also, you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.